It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. So, we could take our time. A little bit of a deeper dive. I know Boomer enjoyed some of the power stats and the geeky angles and things. I'm going to present that again. Let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. Okay, so let's start this out. Ravens laying nine and a half, taking on the Texans. Your total is 43 and a half. So, Boomer, let's just start, I think, with the headline. This is Lamar, all the pressure in the world squarely on him. We know the playoff failures, 0-2 in the divisional round. He is your presumed MVP. Hasn't done it in the playoffs. What are you expecting from him here? I think he's different this year, and I've been saying that. And look for Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers to be back on the field with him going into this game, and they're going to need it because the uh, Texans offense. But, yeah, he's 1-3 and three in his playoff career. He's got four total touchdowns and seven turnovers. But I really feel like, you know, he knows this. He's heard it. He's got the chip on his shoulder. He is also a player that when they needed him to play big this year against the team's that had winning records, 49ers, Dolphins. He showed up, and he showed up big. And I do think he's going to be the presumptive MVP, and I think they're a different team, especially now that they're getting healthy and getting guys back, both on offense and defense. And when you look at their offense, uh, Mike, it's balanced. It's really well balanced. They can run it with their running backs. They can run it with Lamar, and they certainly can throw it down the field, whether it be Odell Beckham Jr., whether it be Bateman, whether it be Zay Flowers. They're all going to be back, and that's good news for Lamar. And I think that they are going to they'll, – they'll, this is going to be a game where they're going to win comfortably, but I think, I feel like the Texans are going to cover. See, it's interesting from a matchup standpoint. The Ravens do one thing incredibly well, top five level in the league, and that's play-action passing. Not only with rate, all right, they're going to play action, I think it's 27% of the time, right? But it's also your efficiency while doing it top five do you know what the Texans Achilles heel is they're bottom five in the league against play action they just don't diagnose it well they don't cover it well QBs put up monster numbers so Lamar from Jump Street is going to have a major advantage and it's in the wheelhouse of what they already do that's a huge factor but the other side you need to tell me is all right CJ Stroud on the road I know it's enchanting I don't think there's any way they're getting out of this game throwing it 21 times. So is does Slowick get him on the move a little bit in this game? Because if you stand in the pocket against the Ravens, I, you, you're, you're going to get your head handed to you. I would think on offense for Harbaugh, they're going to be aggressive. You know, uh, Todd Munkin's going to come out throwing. They're going to want to get Lamar in the game early. He hasn't played for two weeks. Remember, he set out the last game against Pittsburgh. Then they had the bye. So he has not played, but he's going to be healthy. And, you know, when you talk about play action and you talk about a player that's dynamic both via the pass and the run, that is Lamar Jackson to a T. So he creates so many problems for a Houston defense. Uh, On the other side, you're right. You can't expect that they're going to throw the ball 21 times this game. This one's going to have to be more like a 30 to 35-yard, I mean, uh, attempt game for uh, C.J. Stroud. And you got to protect them because the blitz is going to be coming from all over the place with McDonald, their defensive coordinator, who also may get a head job here when this is all said and done. But I will say that, you know, it's tough beating John Harbaugh in Buffalo. I mean, in, in Baltimore, if you are a rookie, I think it's I think he's 18 and two 
against rookie quarterbacks in their building. And this is going to be a very, very tough game for C.J. Stroud. All right, so where are you going side and total? I'm going to, you know, my feeling is that the Texans are going to cover. I'm going to take the nine and a half with the Texans, and I'm going to go over with the game. Well, we are on opposite sides. How about that? I'm going to go Ravens. I just think it's a reality check for a a good young team, Uh, and I'm actually going to go to the under. I I think the Ravens are going to control this thing. I'll go Ravens and under. You're going Texans and over. This ought to be a joy. I just think that I think there's going to be big plays all over the field. There's just too many great athletes to hold them down. And Lamar's. I'm telling you, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He he is just a different player this year. Uh, Niners laying nine and a half, hosting the Pack. Your total is fifty and a half. Look, here, here, here's where it sits for me. We always try to have some fun with you guys and give you a thought process. And, Boomer, I know you like this stuff. Ask yourself if the book is your friend. Hey, I'm going to give you the Packers. You saw how sexy they were last week. We're going to give you the Packers and nine and a half points. We're your friends. <laughs> Dead. Dead. Um, I, yeah. I just it's, – it's been great for the Pack. Jordan Love since week 10. Number one quarterback in the league with QBR, 22 touchdowns, one pick. It's been unbelievable. One problem. This is still a Joe Barry defense. This is still a defense that struggles to stop the run. And now I get the Niners rested at home. Oh, boy. I, you got to talk me off of it. I like the Niners laying the nine and a half. Buddy. Yeah, I cannot talk you off of it. I, I agree with you 100%. And here's why. Because we have a recency bias. So we saw Jordan Love do the same thing that C.J. Stroud this last, did last week. We, you just talked about how he finished the season. He played great. Um, this team is uh, the 49ers by far the best balanced team in the league. And I do think that one of the reasons why Jordan only had to throw the ball 21 times last week was, of course, the interception return for a touchdown by his defense sure. and because Aaron Jones was able to run the ball effectively. And when you're able to run the ball effectively, then you kind of lessen the younger quarterback's Decision-making, that's not going to happen because of Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner and this defensive line and their ability to stop the run. So it's going to be more of a Jordan Love and his young wide-receiving crew going against the secondary of the 49ers. And what do the 49ers do just about as well as anybody? Rush the passer. So I think this is a tough spot for the Packers. They're the youngest team in the, uh, the NFL this year, youngest team in the playoffs, and I think they struggle here against this 49er defense. Hey, quick side note. What does a Jordan Love contract look like? Have you started thinking about that yet? Yeah, I think, you know, if he wins this game, you know, oh, you're wow. talking about a $40, $41, 45000000 million a year contract. I mean, if he wins this game. This is a huge game. Remember, these are two historical franchises. These are two teams that have playoff history against each other. Uh, they are nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, and they're going on the road to play against who everybody thinks is the best team in the league, even though they got hammered by Baltimore a couple weeks ago. So I would say to you, if he wins this game, you're looking at a f- north of $40 million per year, probably for five years. So this this could be your next $200 million man here. Yeah. Um, no, the other thing, obviously, these two teams faced each other 10 times in the playoffs. It just doesn't apply here. But here's what's interesting. When the Niners and Shanahan are big favorites – they actually, they're the opposite of the Bills. They deliver. They beat teams, and they beat them by a lot. So I gotta figure, um, you got to figure over and Niners. That's the way I look at it. I, I would, and here's another note to the over. 
the the crew doing this game. This is Alex Kemp's crew. Kemp calls the most penalties in the league at almost 14 a week, right? But both of these teams reside in the top six in penalties, believe it or not. So you get penalty-ridden teams with a crew that gets happy throwing the flag all over the field. That's, that's extending drives. That's more points. That's the over. I know. I know you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> wow. You're deep in the weeds here. Yes, I'm serious. But, but it's true. Boomer, illegal contact. I got you a dollar. We're going to just go ahead and extend that drive for you. <laughs> but what do you mean? It was third and 18. Touchdown. So, yes, Niners and over for me. Which brings us to the last game. Lions laying six and a half. This number's been all over the place. It's gone from seven down to six, back to six and a half. Your total, 47 and a half. Let me start with this question. Do you believe all of the pressure is now off of the Lions after having won a playoff game since 91? You know, you're at home, you're favored, Stafford's back. Exhale a little bit. Lions can play free here. Is that reality or just radio fantasy? I think it's radio fantasy. I think the the deeper you go, the more pressure there is and the more pressure there is to perform. Uh But I don't worry about that because I think last week uh, there was a lot of pressure on the Lions winning that first home playoff game against Matthew Stafford. That's really pressure. I think this week – I think this week – Look, home field advantage is huge, and the noise is going to be really difficult for Baker to handle. You know, if it's Tom Brady and he's been there for three years, it's one thing. Baker's been there for a year. They've been good. They drop a lot of passes, by the way. Um, I'm just thinking What is that, it with Mike Evans? I don't know. But I just, I just think with the noise and with the uh, emotion and kind of like the, the way that the Lions have approached this and the way that Dan Campbell has approached this, I love it, and that's why I do love the Lions. Not only you know to cover here, I also like the over here in this game as well. So, couple things: um, what you bring up with the with the crowd noise, it, it's it's twice as hard to when you don't have a running game. They, I mean, Tampa they don't run it; they can't run it. You know, you want to reverse those and just say they can't run it, therefore they don't. Whatever you want, they they don't have a running game. So now. If I'm going to pathway the Bucks to a win, which I can't do, I do believe the Lions are going to win the game. I'm not as confident as you with the spread because uh, there's a couple of things. Okay, Lions looked like champions in the first half against the Rams, right? Second half, you know how many points they scored? Three. And it's been something all year long. If you look, Boomer, the Lions are the single worst team in the third quarter in all of football. Their offense just dries up. They do nothing. I can't explain it. I think Ben Johnson's fabulous. I think they're good. So I look at it and I go, all right, if Tampa's going to come in here and do this, this sounds insane. Boomer, you're going to have to throw it 50 times. And I I have a hard time with that too because, let's face it, Baker's not going to go out complete 70% of his passes. And you drop a quarterback back 50 times against the eighth highest blitz. This is going to be a blitz fest. This is going to be two teenagers playing Madden. I mean, Aaron Glenn brings the blitz. Todd Bowles blitzes at 41% of the time. But, I mean, how do you pathway a win that doesn't feature the Lions getting pressure, Goff panicking and turning it over, which he's prone to do against the blitz? He's got seven turnovers against the blitz, second highest in the league. 
Boomer, if the Lions don't turn it over, I don't think they can lose the game. Right. So I do think that Ben Johnson will definitely have Jared Goff ready to go against the Blitz. He'll have answers. He will not look like uh, Jalen Hurts looked last week against the Buccaneers. No. And the other thing, too, you know what? Aiden Hutchinson, the the relentless energy, the motor is always going. You know, he's a guy that is a sack fumble waiting to happen. And, you know, I could see Baker Mayfield standing back there because he will stand in the pocket. He is as brave as there is. He's beat up. He's got a lot of guts. And he'll throw the ball down the field. He's a little old school. That's kind of like why we like him so much. He's got a little Brett Favre in him. Teammates yeah. love him. Coach loves him. Uh, there's all The ball's going to be all over the place. Look, I, the Lions secondary can be had, clearly. I mean, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I mean, Nick Mullins, uh, 800 yards in two games. And Jefferson, 200 yards here. Look at last week. I mean, Matthew Stafford, he threw for a zillion yards. Puka Nakua is still running. So, yeah, I mean, Evans. Now, Godwin's knee banged up. I know we've been saying that for three years, but he'll play. Um, Evans, I don't know what the deal is with the drops. I just don't. But overall, Boomer, look, reality is the Bowles is old school as well, and I think it hurts him. He calls defenses like it's 05. We're not disguising anything. <laughs> hey, there's eight of us at the line of scrimmage. We're going to try to kill you. Well, okay? I'll tell you one thing. The Eagles Snap didn't have ball. an answer. The Eagles did not have an no. answer. I do think the Lions will. I think Lions it's a 34-20 game. I think they cover, and I think another over here. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, I like the over. I have a real problem with the Lions in that secondary. I mean, booms, you could be up 14 late. And the back door is still open. I, I'm gonna. T- oh God, I can't. I'm gonna take Tampa, and I got. It's just a lot of points. It is. I wish it was seven, but all right. I'll take Tampa. I'll take the over. I. I. But we agree. Let's nothing be lost in translation. We think the Lions are winning the game. You know what? Yeah, right. You know what else is interesting here? If you remember, Baker Mayfield has bet on himself. He's got a one-year yeah. deal. He wins this game, another playoff game. Um, how do they? How do the Bucks let him out of the building next year? They're not. No, they're going to treat him like Daniel Jones. He'll get a four-year, one sixty. Okay, uh, and they'll probably regret it in a year and a half. Let's, let's say, let's say they lose a game, and let's say Baker kind of folds a little bit here. Uh, could you see? Could you see Baker and Bill Belichick together in Atlanta? I'm in. <laughs> I need it. Radio needs it. Boomer, tell them about Casamigos. All righty, folks. So what goes great with football? Of course, it's Casamigos tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Now, make sure that you have plenty on hand for the divisional playoff games this weekend, whether it be Añejo, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila, our personal favorite, by the way. And they remind our friends out there to please, please, Celebrate responsibly.